0: Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Illini Enquirer publisher here with you. And it's been a long, long five months without Illinois sports. Illini fans did not get to see their breakthrough basketball team in the NCAA tournament. They didn't get to see Io Dasumu, Kofi Coburn, Andres Felice and company try to lead Illinois back to national relevance in March. The Illini fans also do not get to see a 2020 team in football That is the best, most talented, deepest roster that Illinois has had in almost a decade as the Big Ten has postponed the fall season. So we will not see that football team until 2021 at the earliest. And Illini fans have to come to grips with that, that a year 2020 that has been pegged as the breakthrough year for this Illini athletics department that has been mired in a bad decade, that they're not going to see it mostly this year, outside of what basketball did uh, from January through early March, which was a lot of fun. So I wanted to catch up with one of the biggest Illini fans there is, and also someone who is in the media now and provides a very unique voice among us in the media. Whether it's deep cuts on the Illinois football depth chart or it's talking about covering Illinois, I always enjoy catching up with Robert Rosenthal, IlliniBoard.com, and today I talked to Robert about what this last five months has been like for him, how this is personal for him. I thought this was an interesting story, but just about how he's come to grips with no Illini sports for most of 2020. That's coming up next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Welcome back into the Illini Inquirer podcast. And I always love talking Illini football, usually this time of year, breaking down second string O line battles, but that obviously is not the case. Robert Rosenthal, IlliniBoard.com. Robert, I, I miss you. I miss sweating at training camp and, and all the interviews and everything about it. I just, man, I miss it right now.
1: Yeah, it's just so weird to not be there. Like, there's the last 12 years, that's how I've spent my August. You know, like I would take my vacation days from work to do it. So, like, it's just so weird to be here now, and you know, there's nothing going on over there. This this type of weather, this type of like, you know, usually dry. It's not raining. Like, it has me in the mood to be out there on the practice fields, and nothing's happening.
0: Yeah, and and Robert, I think most Illini fans know you. Your background as an Illini fan. Your transition into this new media world. But you kind of took a significant step into that media world in, in mid-February. Can, can you fill our listeners in that don't know about that?
1: Sure, sure. So uh, I, I'll, just go, I'll, I'll just go full circle here. I, I, I graduated from Illinois in 96. Uh, my degree was landscape architecture. Um, I got a a job in St. Louis as a landscape architect, and that's what I did for 23 years. Um, In 2009, when sports blogs were hot, uh, I had always kind of had the taste for it. And I'm like, I could start a blog. I could start writing. And so I started doing that in late 2008, early 2009, and I I kind of had no goals for it other than hey there's no not many illinois blogs out there i bet i could do that uh and then after a few years they let me interview players when i'd go to training camp i was going to training camp anyway like i was you know i'd go sit in the stands and ran tools just because you know i I wanted to be there but it just kind of grew from there and and people started following and then 2013 is when I got a, a press pass and, and I'd start covering every game in the press box. And that's when, when it started to get really expensive. <laughs> My hobby is like hotel rooms covering games. Uh, so I did the little subscription thing on the site of, uh, you know, I guess that's when I went from alineeye.com to Illini board, uh, because at the time Illini board which had been, you know, message board, it was the scout site for a long time, you know, that type of thing. It was just kind of, John Brumbaugh had it sitting kind of vacant. And so I said, well, what if we combine this and you help me do the subscription thing? And so we did that. And so then that was just kind of a, you know, my hobby doesn't have to cost me money anymore kind of thing that I could cover my expenses of hotel rooms and things like that. Uh, And then fast forward to, to, this year um my wife was uh just kind of out of the blue got a call from her former manager at her old job saying hey there's no way you'd consider a job in champaign illinois is there (laughs) and so it was like you know my wife calls me she's like are you sitting down and i said no i'm driving and she said don't veer off the road but you know my my former manager just called and said, you know, there's there's this job in champagne. So um so that just accelerated things and we talked about it and um you know, I had talked about what if I ever you know, what if phase 1 of my life was landscape architecture and phase 2 was was simply sports writing. So we decided to do it and we decided to move here and she takes the job and I set a departure date at my work and we get our condo in St. Louis under contract. And two days later, uh, some a few weird things happen in the world, like canceling all sport. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, we decided, you know, obviously to still go through with it. And she's still in her job. Uh, but since I left my job, which is just over six months ago, now, uh, I just haven't, you know, there's not much to write about besides, you know, if the seniors get to return next year what happens with the freshman class and scholarships you know right. there's there's covid related stuff but there's just no there's no second string offensive line so so yeah so now i'm in this weird phase of just waiting and waiting and waiting Of you know at, with, with, with the cancellation of football i've I had to do some evaluation i can't like not have a job forever so right. you know i've had these considerations of Do do I launch with what I was going to do with a new subscription structure? Do I, you know, get a job for a year? Do I flip burgers? Do I go back to landscape architecture? You know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I'm still in the decision-making process with all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it has to go, Robert, from so much excitement to to so much unknown. I think a lot of us, even in the media world, are here entrenched already. It's just like, what's the future hold? Will we have jobs, all those things, if there's no sports? Um, So so what was your reaction immediately the day the sports world stopped in March? You had Rudy Gobert, then the Big Ten tournament, then the NCAA (laughs) tournament. Uh, What was just the impact of that on you personally?
1: It's so it's so weird how quickly it happened. So I had recorded something. So let's go to the 11th. Uh, so March 11th was the – I think that's the day Rudy Gobert got announced and they suspended the NBA game like that was just about to start or whatever. Um, so March 11th, I had um, – <clears throat> gosh, I can't think of the guy's name, uh, Bruce. Uh, This guy had invited me. He does a a cable access show in Southern Illinois Mm -hmm. in the Flora area. And he said, hey, you you want to just come in sometime and talk Illinois sports? And so I went over there and recorded a little thing, a little hour-long show with him. And we were talking Big Ten Tournament, which was set to start the next day. Mm -hmm. And this is 10 a.m. on the 11th. And there was still no... There was some inkling of like okay this is getting interesting but you know rudy gobert hadn't happened yet and there they was still like well you know there was the debate of would they go forward with fans or not there was no thought of like canceling so we recorded this show at 10 a.m of like okay well who do you want to see illinois match up with in the third round and you know they got a good pretty good draw here if they get to the, what what's their seed going to be we talked about it as if sports was still going forward yeah and Six hours later, 12 hours later, the entire world fell apart. Like, you know, it was just amazing how quickly it went from – I didn't have any problem at 10 a.m. that day discussing seeding for Illinois, depending how far they go in the Big Ten tournament and what that would mean on Selection Sunday. And by 11 p.m., it's like, are we going to have sports – we'll be 2021 20, before we see college sports again, mm-hmm. you know, it's just accelerated so quickly. So, so yeah, just like all of us, like I was, I was kind of reeling like now I quit my job. Like right. now is when I make this jump. Like This is the, this is going to make for some a, a really good story someday of like, okay. Yeah. That's when I, so, you know, two weeks before the pandemic, that's when I decided to do something else with my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it felt like it felt like a haymaker out of nowhere, right? Like you you don't you're kind of yep. dizzied by it. Um, and, and I guess for me, Robert, who's kind of you know day to day, you got to have content, right? You got to keep churning it out. It's like okay, now I just yep. switch into this other mode of what's next, what's next. But over the weeks and and then months happen, and I know some people thought it was just going to be weeks of a shutdown. No, it, it was going to yep. be months. You start to be yep. like, man, this is this is reality, and and coming to grips with it is really tough, but. You know, I questioned all along, Robert, are they really going to be able to play football with with students on campus? But then they have this buildup. And and even I got hopeful as they start practice, as they announce a schedule uh, that football could happen. Um, Then the Big Ten calls off padded practice. A few days later, all fall sports are canceled. And it was just like it happened again. Uh, How did that how did that compare? Uh, How did that punch for you compare to the one we got in the spring?
1: yeah i i kind of i i'm i'm like you i kind of got sucked in that week what was it 10 days ago or whatever of like you know yes it was different and no we couldn't be at practice and yes the interview with jake hansen was over over zoom and mm-hmm. it's not the same but it's football content and hey jake tell me how the the red shirt, freshman linebackers look out there. Are they ready to, you know, there was real actual content. And I started to feel it like, okay, finally, after, you know, five months up here, I finally have something to dig into. You know, I write the uh, the big preview every year for the, for the football team. And I was like, starved for preview content. Like, how am I going to do this? And those two, three days there was just like somebody, you know, I'm starving and somebody gave me a steak. Like I, I was like, okay, now, now we have something here. So, you know, for that to be a little bit of, yeah, I felt kind of cruel, like, like dangled something in front of us. And then, oh, you know what? Nope. Sorry. Back to where we were. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a punch.
0: Yeah. And I felt like, you know, all along, Robert, I had these questions like, yeah, they are, they really can't pull this off. But, yeah, you do get sucked into, yeah, the Zoom's different. I hated not being there because whether it's you or me or somebody else, you can get your own thing. You get your own take. You can, you know, get your own yep. interviews, which I know you and I both like just having one-on-ones with guys. You just get different things. It's a different yep. style than a Zoom yep. with 30 other reporters on it. Um, Correct. But how did you feel about how it was handled with the Big Ten? I, I just felt – the injury risk of putting kids out there, um, for a couple practices, I, I just thought was a little bit negligible. And of course the, the communication, but just how, how do you feel about how that's all gone down and, and the reaction to it? And then the reaction from the big 10, uh, to, to just kind of how it all went down.
1: Yeah. I, so I started out with it that where, where my confusion lied with the whole thing was at the end of summer workouts if you remember there's that one day where illinois announced their summer results Mm -hmm. and northwestern announced they had one positive and they were shutting down practice and so that's what set me into this real big confusion and i still don't think i have an answer of okay the way northwestern went about this is a we are trying to keep from any single player getting COVID. Like we are, the, the plan is see if we can go through the season and keep everyone safe. Yeah. Um, other schools, you know, Clemson announced 34 positive tests or whatever. And then they kept going with their workouts because other, other schools were approaching it as a, how do we manage it? The, the, they're, they're going to get it. What would do we do about that? And so Clemson said, you know, look, we, we, we had 34 positive tests. A lot of those were when the kids arrived uh, from home. We've quarantined them. We've worked them out in groups. If anybody in that group of 10 tests positive, we, we send them off. We've managed it now going into the season. And it's more of a management program of, like, it's going to happen. Here's the backup plan when it does happen, uh, you know, that type of thing. Whereas the Northwestern response seemed to be, like, we don't know what about that. We can't have our athletes getting this at all. This isn't a management program. This is a zero cases or else kind of thing. So in those two realms, I, I just still got confused. With, with the Northwestern kind of way, there's no way to, you're not going to have college football this fall. You're going to have students on campus. You're, there's just going to be transmission. With, with the way Illinois seemed to have been approaching it, Hey, we had 12 cases when they arrived. We quarantined those guys. We've had six more cases or whatever in the in the eight month or the eight weeks since. Uh, we've managed those by quarantining those position groups or whatever, or you know the, those workout groups. You know, we think we can get to the season where there's zero active cases and you know isolated players and blah blah blah. So, like, I just wanted somebody to tell me, okay, the plan here is. We've flattened the curve, and as long as there's no danger of community spike here, they'll go forth forward with the season. Or there's too much risk yeah. uh, transmission from players to friends and family is too much of a risk. bringing shows down. So then the third thing comes out, which is: Are there health concerns we don't know about? Specifically, health concerns related to athletic, you know, endeavors. And so, you know, that confuses things even more. Of like, okay, <clears throat> well, is that related to athletes exerting themselves and having possible cardiac issues, or does is this research mean like we should shut the whole country down because we're putting people at risk of heart attack because COVID attacks the heart? You know, so it's just so hard to find. I want I want a track to be on. I want to be like, yeah. okay health experts or whoever, tell me what we're going for here. And then I can relate all of this to that. And I can form an opinion on whether it's possible or not. And I still don't, I I still haven't figured that out other than the experts have looked at what data they had and said, you know, at least for the big 10, like this is just too much risk and I can get behind that. And I I can understand that, Uh, but it's still like, it's still I'm a parameters guy. I'm a set the fence around this thing. And then I'll analyze everything inside the fence. And I just have struggled to, to try to follow what the intent is of, you know, and, and because there's no consistent intent, that's why I think the FCC is looking in saying, yeah, we we can move ahead with the season. The big Ten's looking and saying, no, no, we can't because there's no real, like, are we trying to accomplish X, Y, or Z? Everybody's just kind of approaching it from different ways. We're going to manage cases. We're going to eliminate cases, all that kind of thing. So it's just so hard to follow and know, you know, what we're supposed to compare this back to.
0: Well, and that's the hard part. You could take this to so many levels, whether it's governmental, Robert, or sports, right? Because what you hear from the chancellors and presidents is different than what we're hearing from the ADs, which is different what we're hearing from the coaches and and the players and some of their parents or different players, depending on where you live. It's, it's just, yeah, we, we don't know like, okay, what is the goal? How do we get there? Okay. Let's all get on board. Um, I think that's been the really difficult part of, of all of this. I think you laid that out well, but Robert, in the middle of all of this, you have this year for Illinois athletics. Right. Like the, Josh Whitman talked about th- this is the year that we've been building up yep. to or they've been building up to. They get back in the tournament, but they weren't able to play a tournament in basketball. Twenty twenty, in my opinion, this is the best roster I've seen since Ron Zook was the coach towards the end of that. Um, and I, I think they had a chance to to do well in the Big Ten West, at least relatively. And, and now we're, we're not going to see it the rest of this calendar yep. year. So how do you feel about that all, Robert? Like, as as an Illini fan, when you've been building up to this, how do you kind of come to grips with that? We're not going to actually see what we thought we'd see in 2020.
1: I mean, my first reaction to that is, is, you know, one of like, this is so Illinois, (laughs) like, you know, of course this happens to us, like, Of course, when we have Kofi and Io back, there's going to be, you know, it's just a general fan base frustration the last 15 years of what happened to the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl, what happened to the Final Four, where did it all go? You know, we don't have to rehash the 2010s. We just know that, you know, we've just had this feeling of where did it all go. And so, you know, to get right to the cusp of that, I mean, you know, I'm a football first guy, mm-hmm. but as an Illinois fan, obviously, like, uh, Io and Kofi playing together again with Miller and Corbello and everybody else is like, you know, a chance for the best single thing to happen for Illinois sports in 15 years. And so to put that at risk just feels so incredibly like, you know, please no, like, it can't happen like this. like we can't have the worst luck on the planet. It has to. You know, it makes me think of, like, Dayton fans. Mm. Like, just to think of what it's like for a Dayton fan. You know, they have a pretty big fan base. They have a really large arena for basketball. Like, they have the first Borg there. Like, it's this little kind of tiny basketball hotbed. And they have the season of their lives. They've got the National Player of the Year. They've got Crutcher, who's another, you know, all-conference kind of guy they have the the single best season they may have in their lifetimes and right before the tournament they get it gets cut off like i feel so bad for dayton fans of like when are they going to ever have the number three team in the country again It's right. just I, so many stars have to align and so that's the kind of the emotion that i have toward all of this not that illinois football was going to be number three next season but but, yes, I mean, we, we, I've been writing about the 2020 season. Uh, you know, r- right when this all happened, I went back and looked it up. My first post about the 2020 season was September of 2017. Like, I've been saying, okay, we're seeing these freshmen. I, I see what the rebuild's going to be like now. The Schedules just came out. Can you believe they start with Illinois State, Bowling Green, and UConn? And even the Big Ten schedule starts with – with Nebraska, who's struggling, it starts with Rutgers, like 2020 is like, like it should be, it'll be these guys as seniors, it should be the year. And so to count down for three, four years, and then to watch it go away, it's just like, of course this is happening. This is, this is so our experience the last 15 years.
0: And, Robert, I, I start to think about a spring or winter, sounds like winter season for football. If they can actually play football, we'll see if they can happen. But if we go down that road, um, I actually think if there's a silver lining, it's that Illinois football could be set up for success in a spring. I, I wrote this the other day. Um, they're not. I don't think there's going to be any opt-outs for the NFL draft. I don't know if any of those guys can afford that. I think they all need more tape. While well, you see Rondale Moore – um, obviously Rashad Bateman, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Some of the, I mean, the Big Ten West doesn't have a lot of top tier talents as it is, and the, and the top tier guys are already opting out. So if it's a divisional, yep. basically centric schedule, which I would think it would be, I think Illinois is set up for maybe even more success because I don't know if people look at it, Robert, but you know NFL draft prospects they don't have a lot of guys who are top three rounds, but they got a lot of guys, maybe up to ten who are in the mix of getting looked at, and and there's not many Big Ten West teams that have that. So I guess if there's a silver lining, and and I don't know if you asterisk it or not, um, I guess I I think they could actually be pretty good if they can pull off a winter or spring, but I don't know how you'd feel about that or how we'd look back on that in a couple years or if that matters as much uh, as what it could have been in the fall.
1: I mean, it's funny you mentioned the asterisk because, you know, there's obvious always there's always debates in a fan base about the coach you know that lovey pulled off six wins last year and and got to a bowl game and showed progress and this and that but you know recruiting numbers and everything else there are people there's still harsh like the longer we go the de- the deeper the hole we dig here uh, so that debate is going to intensify so much like you know it would have probably taken eight and four this fall with a regular schedule to to have an answer to that debate. Mm-hmm. And now, if it's beat Purdue mm-hmm. without more, and if it's you know that type of thing, that debate, it, you know, there could be a nine-game schedule and only go six and three, and that debate will rage on for <laughs> centuries of like, you know, <laughs> is this turning around or? Is it just because it rained at Purdue in in October of 2019 and blah blah blah, you know the, those debates, those asterisk debates will will continue on in perpetuity. Uh, but but to get to the to, to the answer here, um, yes, I, I do agree with with like there's not, you know, Illinois doesn't it, it, it's almost a perfect kind of position to be in if you have a bunch of fourth to seventh round draft possibility like that. That's almost an ideal situation for a coach looking at its roster right now. If they play late spring, Ohio state could lose 22 guys who just like, I'm out. I got enough tape. I'm going to the draft. And, you know, Illinois would probably see him play everybody. So, um, so yeah. So (laughs) say that happens, say Ohio state's on the schedule, say Illinois beats Ohio state you want to talk about an asterisk debate, like (laughs) that would be the biggest asterisk debate of all time of like, yeah, with Justin Fields, Ohio State wins by 30 and, you know, whatever. So, but, you know, at this point I am, I'm ready to drop all of that and just see something, Yep. you know, if if for no other reason than for these players, you know, the, the, the stuff they've got to go through of like, okay, come back to campus. Okay. Live in this, you know, we're going to isolate you in a dorm room by yourself. Uh, okay, come to practice. Okay, you got to get tested every day before walking through the door. All of that just to try and play. Then it gets canceled. That now they don't know what they have. You know, guys like Eifler who want a season to prove that, hey, I, I, I think I'm NFL draft worthy. You know, now are looking at that draft as a possible no. You know, as I wrote about this, like, is there a guy with a worse set of cards than Luke Ford? No. Like, I mean, he's, he, 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 he comes home to be close to his grandfather. Unfortunately, his grandfather passes away. He has to sit out the year because every other waiver gets approved, but his doesn't. Now he's finally has sat out through all of that, and he's ready to get on the field. And he's at practice in August, three weeks away from – a Thursday night game with Ohio State, and it gets canceled. I can't, like, the things these guys are, are having to face is just so unfair. Agreed. And I get it. And it's the world. And, and I'm certainly no medical expert. And if there are, you know, there are issues with with hesitating, whether you know what, I'll, I'll go into it. So let me get a little personal here. Mm-hmm. So 23 years ago, today, uh, I had a close friend who died of cardiomyopathy. He was a 25-year-old athlete uh, playing volleyball, and he collapsed and died. Uh, he was a college basketball; he's still the leading scorer in the history of his Division Three college basketball uh, uh, team. And um, so, I know a, a alarming a lot about cardiomyopathy there are different kinds and this and that, but the fact that the big 10 statement yesterday didn't say the word myocarditis it said cardiomyopathy is enough to give me absolute complete pause because you know, I, I, I won't go into the details and I'm not a doctor, so I can't like speak to that, but there, there have been a lot of athlete deaths, to cardiomyopathy, Reggie Lewis, Hank gathers yeah. loyal to Marymount. Um, you know, Gaines Adams with the bears, Uh, all all of these are, uh, there's a, for whatever reason, some are genetic, some are viral infection that the heart muscle, especially the left ventricle uh, has issues pumping blood. And it's through the exertion of that moment of athleticism. It's through, uh, you know, the blood, the heart rate increasing and the body trying to keep up is why Reggie Lewis collapsed on a basketball court. It's why Hank Gathers collapsed on a basketball court. If that is at all at risk here, as I know from my friend from high school, I am 1000% behind putting football on the show. And I know there's going to be a debate of, okay, people, you know, people can get the common cold get uh, that viral infection affecting the heart muscle. It can lead to myocarditis, which is just inflammation of that muscle. And that can lead to some messed up things with the left ventricle of how it's pumping the blood through the body. So (laughs) of anybody I know the effects of something like this, like I, I watched a friend at age 25 in perfect health 10 times healthier than me just collapse and die from you know the fact that he was exerting himself Mm -hmm. in athletic competition with an unknown heart ailment that no one would have even thought to look for because he was healthy and in shape and playing sand volleyball and so because of all that like my view toward this whole thing has put football on a shelf and like, this is the one thing I want. And I see the parents protesting and I see, you know, all this and yes, I I want it. I moved here for it. Like, I want to launch the new structure of the website and and go and all this but that word cardiomyopathy to me is this red flag of all red flags. Um, Just because I've personally experienced a an athlete in in a, in an athletic competition, even though it wasn't a basketball game, where because of his heart condition, and once his heart rate got up to one hundred and sixty beats a minute or whatever, the left ventricle couldn't keep up. He had a heart attack and died. Yeah. And so, be, because of all of that, like I am, like I, I am, call me the poster boy for I'll trust the Big Ten with this.
0: Yeah. You know
1: because who knows, like, it might come out that, look, we did studies over two years, and the incidence of of any type of muscular infection of the heart was the same for, you know, this as it was for anybody who had the flu or even common cold, like any type of viral infection can lead to, you know, th- this kind of, there's, it's, it's kind of complicated, but there's there's hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And then there's, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the other one, but, but the other one is what, what comes from, uh, you know, it, it can come from infection of the heart muscle. Yeah. So all of that to say, like, beyond all of this, I'm, I'm okay. If, if people want to raise their hands and say, pause, it could come out in two months that they do studies. And it's like, you know what, this is, there's no more then people get in the flu and there's a risk at myocarditis and there's a risk of that leading to something else. I, I, I'm i okay with taking time to study that because personally, yeah. I lost a friend to it who was, you know, who died during competition and it's no, it's no risk to take.
0: Well, Robert, I, so, I, I appreciate you telling that story. Cause here, here's the thing is, is it does feel like with everything in our country right now, it's either you're this side or you're this side. And it feels like the people yep. who are trying to be understanding of everything kind of get lost in all of it you know so there's people that are obviously just like oh you know this is political and this is all a hoax or whatever then there's people who are you know they shouldn't play football whatsoever and then I think there's people like you and I who understand why these players want to play why these athletic directors coaches and even conferences want to play and are willing to take a risk right where I think we're all trying to figure out how to live with risk in our life and what risk we're willing to take on but also why some people would side on hey, let's buy a little bit more time, let's get a little bit more information before we put these players out here and put these student athletes, which is probably the biggest term here, um, put them out here and put them at more risk, which we are uncertain of right now. So I, 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 I can understand a little bit more, and I can understand why the Big Ten would want more time, and that's why, Robert, I think it was important and why they misstepped and not just being more transparent about it and why Kevin Warren looked a little green in his handling of this, because I think people can handle that. I think people can handle it. It's not going to be a popular decision, but I think most of the people out there are willing to listen to them and the reasons they made it, even if they don't like it.
1: Yeah. I think if, you know, I could see a scenario where, Kevin Warren could have come out and said, look, here's the studies we're looking at. Can myocarditis lead to cardiomyopathy? And if it does, are specifically athletes at risk? Because in in a lot of cardiomyopathy, it's the athletic exertion that leads to the cardiac arrest. And so it's like there are people walking around with with some level of cardiomyopathy. And again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not trying to like, here's how it works you know, ha- having dealt with this issue and, and knowing a, a fair bit about it and having read every single study the last 20 years that comes out about cardiomyopathy, because, you know, the, the 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 lack of understanding for me when my friend died and, you know, just how does a 24, 25-year-old athlete collapse and die out of nowhere? I, I you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. So every time this happens, Gaines Adams and Mm -hmm. that russian figure skater and all these other people it's like i want to know more about cardiomyopathy. yeah um so so you know having having done all that like i I could see a scenario where kevin warren comes out and says hey look here's the issue We're, we're worried about some of these heart things and we're ready to pause and then i could see those studies coming out and saying you know what it's really no different with covid than it is any other risk athletes should just simply be screened for this and if they have it they're out and then if the season was canceled for something that's that comes out as you know what they just need to screen for it and we're good then there would be uproar of you canceled entire season because of something that you know already existed and will exist in the future has nothing to do with covid you know so i can understand why there'd be hesitance to be say like here's why we're pausing um you know to say well it's both is community spread at risk and this and just spread it around. So there's not one thing for people to latch on to. Yeah. But yes, I also agree that, I mean, Larry Scott hasn't gotten any, right, any real backlash. They released a letter. They said, here's the reasons. And there wasn't. And, and because Kevin Warren didn't do that. And because there was, you know, the hemming and hawing and the Dave Rezn of an interview that, uh, you know, that that's why we're, where we're at.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, sports, I, I think we're always called, like, the toy department, right? Um, but these these are serious times, right? And and that's where it gets difficult yep. when, when sports mingles with that. Because even as, like, a White Sox fan, I just get to kind of disappear for a couple hours a night and watch them. And it's nice to have that back or the NBA now. Uh, but, Robert, obviously these are nervous times for the athletic department. And, and just before we got on here to talk, uh, we just saw the Iowa uh, program cut four sports, in, including men's gymnastics and, and cross-country Um So that that I hope that doesn't happen at Illinois, but man, that's the reality we're facing right now, and the reality Josh Whitman's facing right now.
1: Yeah, I I wrote about this a couple months ago, and I mean, it it sounds like something I joke about, but like in a sense, gosh, this will sound this will sound like I'm dogging Illinois, but like I feel like Illinois is better suited. To handle this simply because there's not much football game day revenue there's less here like Illinois is 13th in that revenue department in the conference just behind, you know only ahead of Rutgers to the point where I mean look okay these budgets aren't budgets there's not it's not profit but athletic departments or even you know the DIA at Nebraska says yes we can add a fencing team because look at all this football revenue mm-hmm. and we can have three fencing coaches and we can have a office administrator and you know the the issue there is just bloat to where you know these these teams that make an enormous amount of money with you know Ohio State make so much money from football revenue they can't keep it they need to spend it on something So they have 47 associate athletic directors and they have, you know, whatever it's, it's spent, it's spent on facilities or it's spent on, you know, whatever, but it's spent because, you know, Illinois gets the same amount, Ohio state gets the same amount from TV revenue and everybody spends that. And then the departments that double that on the football side, they go on spending sprees. Illinois hasn't been able to go on that spending spree because Illinois just doesn't have, I think the number was i looked up nebraska and illinois i think nebraska makes 37 million from just football ticket revenue just the ticket side in in illinois was like eleven point eight million. so that's like a real deal for nebraska is that they have bloated up in some way to spend 20 30 more million because they have all this ticket revenue Mm -hmm. and illinois doesn't have that issue so in that sense like when you see Iowa cutting sports, it's like, well, will Illinois have to cut sports? I feel like that will play into it a little bit, just because Iowa doesn't really like Iowa. You know, you're kind of screwed by the fact that you make a lot of money and you yeah. sell up the stadium for football.
0: Yeah, and I, I and get what
1: you're you can jack your season tickets up to you know seven hundred dollars a seat or whatever, and people will just pay it and 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 want to be there. So, so I think Illinois may be in. Better shape, just because of that. Now, there's also all the debt. You know, yeah. Illinois has a debt load from doing all these projects of the Assembly Hall and and you know even the stadium renovations and everything else. So on the flip side, Illinois has got some struggles there, mm-hmm. uh, servicing debt and such. But um, but yeah, I think it's kind of a silver lining. I feel like it may not come out like this, but I feel like the fact that there hasn't been all of this hey, we got forty million dollars to spend after football this year. What do we spend it on? Is it gonna play to Illinois' advantage, maybe?
0: Yeah, so they uh, that, didn't
1: that's how I'm kinda looking at it.
0: So they didn't have to lean up their budget as much because it was already leaner than all these other ones. Right. Is Correct. basically Correct. what it comes down to. And no, you're right, but the difference is, yeah, Whitman is uh, gotten a lot of these big projects off the ground, and they got to pay that debt. So, uh, that they're yep. obviously facing huge issues. But yeah, maybe not as as much as some of these other programs. Our, our, before I let you go, and always appreciate the time. Um, golf is that how you're getting your line? I fix right now is watching That's all of these guys out there.
1: Yes, I don't know if anyone's heard, but I am now. I'll, my Twitter account is now a golf account. No, I I just I I have always. So you 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 talk about uh you know you turn on the white Sox game and that's your escape yeah for whatever reason for the last 10 years i've said this before like 60 percent of the things i've written on the site um were written while i had the golf channel on in the background like i'm not some big golf nut that plays all the time or anything else but i've just always enjoyed my relaxation is watching golf i'll Mm -hmm. even tape the coverage on a sunday afternoon If I listen to a sports podcast, it's usually a golf podcast. So that's just, that's just my thing for, for whatever reason, I, you know, I'm a St. Louis guy. I don't, I don't watch Cardinal games. I don't still watch many blues games. I, you know, I, I never really, that was just never my escape or my thing, but golf was always my thing. Hmm. So I, you know, that was my first thought when football got canceled is like, can they just at least leave golf going this fall just leave the fall tournaments they can be socially distanced yeah. it's the easiest sport to put on you know that's what my hope was and that's why i asked that question on the on the whitman press conference is like just at least give us golf you know <laughs> at, something least, at least to let me see
0: giovanni tadiotto have a great fifth year right <laughs>
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. What does getting Feagles back mean yes. for freshman Pearson Hunt? Which, so, which, you know,
0: which, like, Robert. I, I know you know this, but I love covering that team. Like, in the, yeah. and there is interest in it. But like, Mike Small is is everyone knows a phenomenal coach, but he's also very media friendly. He appreciates the coverage. He'll give you uh, insight into his team, and all those kids have been very great kids, and they come from such great backgrounds that I love doing golf stories. I would do more of them if I had more time and and people weren't uh, so football basketball centric, but uh, I've gotten more into golf because of that.
1: I mean, I already had my hotel in Chicago for the big 10 golf tournament in early May. Hmm. You know, I booked that as soon as I quit my job. Like, you know, I, there were so many different things I was going to do, you know, know, baseball, uh, you know, I, I, it's just so bizarre to be here in Champaign. Like, I said this, to, oh, I tweet, I went back and looked this morning. I tweeted this April 22nd. Uh, Adam Rittenberg had put out a tweet of, like, there is some discussion. You know, this is a month into COVID. There is some discussion of spring football. This is when it first came out of, like, if they can't do it in the fall, could football be done in the spring? And so Rittenberg said, just talk to someone who said there could be a plan using domes in Minneapolis, Detroit, Indianapolis, and St. Louis to do big 10 football in the like early spring or late winter, you know, January, February kind of thing. And I tweeted at the time, like if I freaking moved <laughs> from Champaign or from St. Louis to Champaign, and then the Illinois football season is played in St. Louis. Like <laughs> this would be the greatest, like, you know, you can't make this kind of stuff up, you know, like that,
0: whatever forces so, out there is just pranking you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like there's around like okay get this he'll move all the way to Champagne, and then we'll put the football in St. Louis and so so like you know but hey man I will drive down I have plenty yeah. of couches to sleep on down there I will quarantine myself if they allow us to cover it like mm-hmm. uh, I, I I would do whatever mm-hmm. it takes but o- overall you know that that's the whole thing about this to me is like I wanted to come to Champagne so I could be at a soccer match yeah. like next week and so I could attend softball and I had planned to do two of of all the sports I was going to attend two events throughout the year and just really write about the Illini experience and the fan experience and all that kind of stuff so to not be able to do that that's the hardest thing I mean yes we'll get some form of basketball probably and yes there will someday soon hopefully be things to write about but I mean just all these kids and all these sports that are are up in the air. It just sucks so much that they can't have, you know, that they just can't do what they want to
0: do. Well, Robert, uh, I'll leave you with one more. You are a football guy. One of the 17, I know, uh, but, yeah. uh, would, would you trade a football season for a basketball season?
1: Oh God. Good question. Good question. Um,
0: cause you know, my 90%. answer will be different
1: than you thought. Like if, if I had a choice, uh, if I had a choice this spring, if I, if you told me, okay, they decided with the athletic budgets that they will do a sport in a bubble in January, February, March, and it's either going to be football or it's going to be basketball. I have to say basketball mm-hmm. because like, I mean, I think this is a legit top five team. Like my, my stance, I've said this since I started the blog. I want two things in my lifetime. I want a Illinois basketball national championship, and I want an Illinois football Rose Bowl win. I've I've attended Rose Bowl losses. Uh, I was there at the championship game in St. Louis in 2005 and watched a national championship loss. I'm not crazy enough to think that Illinois football is going to just start winning national titles. Let's maybe win the Big Ten West first, Mm -hmm. but. Um, I do want that national title. And this, I think this is, a, you know, it's not, they're not going to be the favorite, but this is a legitimate chance at a final four. So, um, you know, the football guy, one of the 17 uh, would choose basketball in that scenario.
0: I think you appeased about ninety percent of the fan base, and I might be lowballing That's you. That's a good point. Right <laughs> I usually do the opposite. So. Yeah, uh, Robert Rosenthal, man, I'm looking forward to your coverage whenever sports do get back. I, I think you give a unique voice uh, to this beat and in the media. I uh, always appreciate the time, man. It's great catching up with you, and hopefully, I get to see you soon.
1: You got it, Jeremy. I, I I hope I hope we I hope there's somewhere I see you doing something because like that would mean that we actually have something
0: to cover. Yeah. Always great catching up with Robert Rosenthal, Olineboard. Hope you enjoyed that. I thought we got into to some of the big topics, and how we're dealing with, how fans are dealing with it, uh, but also how the Big Ten and these players uh, have to deal with it. He brought up Luke Ford, and I didn't mention this with Robert, but I mean, think about it. if if Luke didn't transfer from Georgia uh, right now, he could be preparing for his junior year with the georgia bulldogs and possibly being a starter there uh you know he'd be a senior at georgia uh with three years of uh already playing at one of the best programs in the country starting in the fall of 2021 in the fall of 2021 at illinois he'll be a redshirt sophomore who hasn't played football in two years um, so it, it's pretty amazing um, what we're going through right now and just what some of these student athletes are dealing with what people in the athletic department are dealing with uh, and all of you fans uh, without having sports in your lives especially this year of sports for Illinois athletics so I don't know if you enjoyed this podcast or had fun with it hopefully you had a little bit of fun uh, but I do I do think Robert spoke for a lot of you fans out there uh, which is why I wanted to bring him on If you don't already, subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We appreciate that. And don't forget, we continue to put out a lot of VIP content, whether it's my analysis or Derek Piper's recruiting stuff or a national team's recruiting stuff. Uh, We continue to put out VIP uh, content for you. And right now, the rest of this month, you can sign up 50% off an annual subscription at Illini inquire. That's more than $50 of savings. And I might have uh, an interesting uh, series uh, coming up here uh, for Illini Inquirer. So I'm, I'm in the process of possibly putting together something interesting that uh, could be well worth your while and, and well worth a subscription to try us out if you don't already. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. Have some fun. Take care of one another out there. And uh, we'll talk to you next time right here on the online Inquirer podcast.